Uh, welcome in to another edition of Call of the Audible. I'm your host, Mo Khan, on this Tuesday edition. Of course, as you guys know very well, Iggy and I have decided to have a divorce of CTA. He gets uh, Thursdays. I get Tuesdays. We split the divisions pretty much down 50-50. I get seven. He gets seven. And so for today on this show, I got a lot of guests to get to. Jeff Rosenblatt will be on to talk about Division Two. Zachary Albert Gills will be on with us to talk about Division 5 A and B. We got Manu Alahua who joins for Division 3. And we'll wrap it up with Lori Willette at 745 or the last guest. And maybe for Div 6, we'll get on Iggy Magnus as well to kind of uh, talk about that division as well as move forward here in this episode of Call the Audible. So a lot to get to, but before we get to the guests here, uh, some reminders, though, uh, we are in team picture mode right now. It's week two for most, if not all, of the teams right now. Uh, please be aware that we are taking team photos and headshots. So if you guys have not taken your team photo yet, please let us take one, at least for the time being. If you don't have everyone there, we can do a, a part two at a later date, but we'd like to, like to have one team photo on file for now, and we can make the adjustments afterwards. So really important for that to happen uh, going towards uh, the remainder of the season. Uh, lastly, uh, flag belts. Uh, we mentioned last week, Iggy and I, that uh, we have two price points right now, the $5 and $10 version. The $5 one is what is left of the white belt. So once that is cleaned out, we will no longer have white belts at $5. Moving forward, it will be $10 for a flag belt, uh, which will be the camouflage FPF one, which you can get from all the scorekeepers that have them on, on their uh, possession bag right now. So again, no longer $5, but $10 moving forward in this season. Uh, also, team fees, that will be sent out. Uh, I believe the staff will have that sent out to you as a reminder of when your second payment or whenever your payments uh, is due, which will be at the end of January. So please be aware of that. If you do have it, just follow whatever has to be done for the, for the coordinates, uh, e-transfer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So please be aware of that. Uniforms are now going to kick in as of week three. If you do not have a proper uniform, so what does that mean? Um, proper color uniforms that everyone's wearing red, or if there's a proper number on the back of it, or if there is uh, a marker number or a tape number, if that's the case to be, you will not get the game played or stats. So again, if you have a marker number, tape number, or no number, you will get no stats, no game played for, and that adds up at the end of the day because remember, you need five games to be playoff eligible, and for teams out there, you have to be aware that you need to have a proper uniform, same color shirt at least with numbers on the back of it that is visible and proper. If you do have that, then you're okay to move forward here. So, again, uniform policy will be enforced as of week three going towards the remainder of the FPF season. Uh, lastly, but not least, uh, again, a reminder for Brossard, uh, boot policy is in place. I know we've had some issues in Brossard. So for those who do play in Brossard on Saturday nights, you have to have your proper footwear to walk on their turf. Uh, you can bring your boots. we got to take them off, put them in your gym bag. And then from there, you can proceed forward to the change and all the whole night, get ready for your football game at Brossard on Saturday nights. And also, don't forget, if you are the first window games, whether you're playing at Hebert, Brossard, or anywhere in particular, that you're the first window, please take into consideration if that there's kids playing before us as adults, uh, just go to the locker room change, okay? It takes five minutes to go change and come with your football gear ready to roll because a lot of parents do have uh, an issue, which I completely understand, that they want to have the ability to do so as well. So as we get ready for this show, we do have a lot of guests to get to, Jeff Rosenblatt being one of them. We got Zachary Albert Gilsby, another. We have Manu Alahua, 
Today with that, we got a, a plethora of All-Stars here with us. And we look forward to talking some football as well. So we'll talk some Dip 2 as our first guest here at CTA. The new format of CTA is Jeff Rosenblatt. Jeff, good evening to you, my friend. Welcome in to the new CTA. Can you see us and can you hear us most importantly, my friend? Are you? Oh, you can hear us now, my friend? Can you? I don't know if you can see me, but I can hear you no problem. You can. Hear I can me? see your beard. Your beard looks very uh, beautiful today in the darkness. I appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> and here we go. We do have Jeff now officially with us. Jeff, good evening. Welcome to CTA, my friend. Happy to be here. So, Jeff, let, let's dive into it. I know you are uh, an expertise when it comes to Div 1, Div 2. We'll talk some Div 2 with you. But before we get into that, you know, I was just looking at the, uh, the profile of some of the players. And I saw your profile pick again, Jeff. Uh, and for those who have never seen his headshot, check out Jeff Rosenblatt on the FPF uh, page. If you were a criminal, would that be a perfect headshot for those who need to flash your photo on who you are and try to arrest you if you're, you were convicted for something that you did wrong in life? I mean, it's definitely a mugshot. Let's be real. That's the most ridiculous picture of all time. It's Sometimes I, I do the caveman look in the winter, and that was probably a day where I was, I was getting a haircut in a few days. So the hair and the beard are insane. And if I ever get arrested, I will be sending them my FPF picture to use as my mugshot, 100%. It might be like a meme afterwards, though. I would or take you, it. I, even, I think it's, it's, gift. it's deserving of a meme or a GIF. Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. But look, you are GQ nonetheless here. Uh, let's dive into Div 2 here, Jeff. Um, bigger surprise. We're through about a game or two for some teams here. But bigger surprise for you right now. Solid ticklers or Dirty Birds Plus being winless after their campaign starts so far? Wow, good question. Okay, you want to know something? I'm going to say uh, equal surprise. Because you look at the ticklers with the three-headed monster of, of uh, Jordan Panetta, Adam Rosen, and Daniel Mancini, who are obviously all D- Division One players. Uh, very surprised that they are winless. And then in the same respect, you go over to the Dirty Birds with uh, – Anto Brisebois, James O'Han, and Quay Johnson, all Division One players, also surprising that they don't have a win. I think um, both of those teams are going to get off the schneid soon. They have too much talent. Um, but, yeah, I would say equally surprised that neither have a win yet. You know, I, I, I saw Sad Tigers play against the, the Bees, uh, Saturday and Brossard. And I just thought that they were missing, uh, like, a component that kind of would get the engine revving properly, right? And I just thought they had a disconnect. And maybe it's because it's the first game or second game for them, and it's going to find them find, find the comfort level required to play the Killer Bees, whatever it was. But I just thought that in that situation, a team with that much strength that they have for, for certain ticklers, they should have blown away the Bees. But yet they had to chase the game and end up tying them 26 apiece. So – I'm a little bit worried about them going towards the remainder of the season here. I think I think you make a good point. If I'm correct, I feel like the Ticklers have been playing in Division Three for for most of their career. So you know maybe the jump to Division Two it's it's probably a little bit faster, a little bit more athletic. Um, but to me, Jordan is an unbelievable quarterback, and again with those weapons, I see him uh, I see him getting a lot of wins down the line. So you mentioned wins. So what are you looking at from a ceiling perspective for wins for Dirty Boys Plus and Silent Ticklers in your mind? They're, they're both winless so far, but are we looking at, what, six wins? It's the last five and a half, or are they over five and a half? 
I think six is the number. So I put the line at five and a half. Uh, to me, both of them are going to – I know Dirty Birds are 0-2. I could see them easily finishing uh, five and five or six and four. Uh, the Ticklers have only played one game. Is that correct? I believe so. Yes, correct. Okay, yeah. so they're 0-0-1. So, yeah. you know, I could see them, you know, definitely getting six wins. I think five and a half is a good line for both teams. Okay, yeah. I, I'm going to take the under on on the Burrs. They'll be – Five. I think Ticklers can get six, but I think the birds would be five-ish. I like I like both those calls. I like. Yeah, both. I think five-ish would be it, though. You know, Jeff, look, you play you play in the highest level of FPF here. Look at the quarterback class in Division Two. How impressed are you by the list of names? Because it's a deeper number of teams in Div Two, but there are some really good quarterbacks playing this season. Exactly, a ton of Division One guys. You know, yeah. you have, I mean, I guess, you know, call me a Division One guy. You call Fred a Division One guy. Obviously, Joe Meyer a Division One guy. Harper Saad now a Division One guy. So it's it's full of D1 quarterbacks. And then you take guys like Ben McMahon, who's up and coming. Quaid, who is is an amazing quarterback. And you just go down the list. It's, it's very, very high-quality um, QB play, in my opinion. And to me, Division Two is is a very very strong division this year. When you say high quality, right? You mentioned the McMahon's, you mentioned Joe Mayer, the Fred Dupree's, and all these guys who are Div One playing Div Two. The guys who don't have Div One acumen, who've not played Div One, does that play in the mindset that like, oh man, I'm playing this high end quarterback from Div One, I'm getting my butt kicked by his team and how this is, or do they take that chance and say, you know what? Let me see how I stack up against this guy to say maybe I could be a Div 1 quarterback down the road. I think there's a little of both. I remember when I was coming up and playing, you know, when, when Kev Wyatt had teams in Division 2, I was like, Jesus, I'm playing this guy, this Division 1 legend. Uh, and definitely, you know, part of it is saying, this is going to be a tough road. But then the other half saying, let me see how, how we can stack up against this guy. So I think it's a little bit of both. But I would say some of the new Division 2 quarterbacks, they probably go into some of the games against the Div One guys, saying, "You know, this is this is going to be tough." So I think there's a little bit of both, but I think it's a great challenge for all the Div Two guys when they're playing the Div One quarterbacks, because obviously the next step for the Div Two QBs is to go to Div One, so that's the next place for them to go. Um, and I think a lot of the Div Two guys are are there, so it's it's should be very very tight in my opinion. Let me, let me ask you this then. Would you give up all your career passing yards? Because I think you're not number three, right? All the time in FPF for one division one or div two title. I would. Because <laughs> honestly, I don't care about the. I mean, I guess a lot of people say that, but I don't really care about the stats. That's, it's fun to look at them, but, you know, to me, you're measured by your, your championships, you're measured by your wins. And uh, that's obviously the thing that's been escaping me the most. You know, I guess uh, the stats for the most part are there. But, uh, you know, losing a lot of finals, a lot of semis. So, for me, I'd give it all up for a D1 championship 100%. Where, where are you right now? Are you in an aquarium or what's going on over here? I'm at a, it's kind of hard, hard to say where I am. I've got to keep that uh, low key. But I'm having a little issue with my phone. I don't know are you, if you're still able to see me. I, I can really see you, see man. What's, Okay, I can't really see what's going on. Yeah, we can see you, but you can't see us. But it looks like it looks like it's an aquarium that you have in the background. That's what I'm trying to figure uh, out. Yeah, let's. We're going to call it an aquarium. An aquarium. Okay, there's some fish behind you, I guess. For yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the D two team that could really surprise you is who this season? 
Give me Ambush. I like their roster. I'm a huge Ben McMahon fan. I think he uh, brings a lot of diversity to the quarterback position, very similar to, to Jeans Lee Alexis. Both obviously very mobile, but, th- but have arms and can throw. And uh, I like the roster. Obviously, I love James Drysdale. That's my boy, up-and-comer, on his way to being the, the FPF stud. Um, I like the snapper, Kevin. Uh, they have a few additions that I like. Um, to me, that's a team. Look out for them. Could be, could be interesting. Wait, wait, what's, what's the – okay, so if you – you're big on ambush, but what's the biggest weak, weakness for Benny's game as a quarterback? You know, I would say maybe – Maybe for Ben, sometimes um, maybe locking in on his first read a little bit too much, uh, which is something that all sort of young up-and-coming quarterbacks do. So to me, if he's able to go through his progressions, if the first read isn't there, look at the second one, look at the third one. Um, I think that'll help him up a lot. Obviously, he's able to buy time with his legs, so that could help. But uh, And just, you know, not making that throw that you don't have to make. Sometimes you got to throw the ball away. So don't force it when you don't have to. And I think Ben is on his way to being uh, an upper echelon quarterback. Are we looking at 35 touchdowns for Ben this year, or is it more low 30s than mid-30s to high 40s? No, if the line's at 34 and a half, give me the over for him. You think so? So that means he's got hit about three and a half TDs per game. I like four touchdowns a game for Ben. Now, now is it is it passing rush or passing touchdowns? Give me passing. Give me the line at thirty-five. Give me the line at thirty-four and a half. I'm taking the over. Wow, wow. Okay, because I look at Ben McMahon, and, I, and we all see him as as being a gifted RPO dual threat quarterback. And you know, you'd figure he would get a few more touchdowns by his legs than his arm in this type of environment, though. My feeling is going to be focusing more on being a pocket passer this season. I think he wants to prove prove his arm as opposed to proving his legs, which he's already done. So that's what I think we're going to see from him this season. Uh, fascination with hashtag and arm. Uh, what's your uh, intrigue with this team this year? They've, you know, Jeff, we've seen the same, you played against them. They've always had the components, right? That, Hey, they, they do have some, some skill set here, but they never put it together to be a force. So are you fascinated by what this roster composition is now that maybe they could become a, a factor in Div 2 this season. I saw the first game was was Travis Moses throwing out. I obviously don't think he's the quarterback. I'm pretty sure it's Sanagra. Yeah. So, you know, you give me the guy that's winning the, that Canadian Heisman Award. You put uh, you put Jalen Greaves, Kendall Myers, my boy Kenny Bay, who's a legend. And oh, Travis, how's he a legend? Ah, Kenny Bay's a legend. The guy's a machine. I've been trying to get him on my teams for years. Oh, I'm going to get him one day. To me, he's one of the most underrated guys in all of flag. Right. And I think it's just interesting that they never seem to have the chemistry, even though they've been playing together for years. Back in the day when Alex Holowak was their quarterback and they were winning some of those championships, that, that was another thing. But sort of the modern NR, the, the rotating quarterback, I think has caused them some chemistry issues. So if you know, to me, Adam Sinagra could obviously be the perfect fit, but I'm fascinated to see how this team is going to play out this year. You know, like I think Sinagra makes brings them up a level here, right? And that's because the biggest problem, Jeff, is their quarterback cast of characters. It's been a conveyor belt of names: Ryan Kastner, uh, Sinagra as well, and a few other guys who played for them, right, in seasons past. 
But if Snagger can stick as being the number one guy for them, um, would you put them in the upper half of Div 2 or are they sort of the middle team of Div 2? I'm going to still put them in the middle just because I think it takes more than a season with a quarterback to really get the chemistry. So, you know, give me them as a four and six, five and five type team because, again, Division 2 is so strong. But, you know, over the next few seasons, if Adam stays with them and the chemistry builds, that without a doubt is going to be a Division 2 uh, top team moving forward. Fair enough. Um, when you look at it now from this division, and it's still early in, in the game right now, Jeff, but uh, do you have a, a – allegiance aside, but do you have a, an idea who could perhaps be in the finals in early May? I'm not going to include my team because obviously okay. we're, we're going to the finals, obviously. But uh, look – you can't you can't count out uh, the Braves. You know whatever sort of whatever sort of uh, you know facet of their team they put together. You know Joe has guys everywhere that he that he fits the cap with, and with a quarterback like that, a leader like that, and, and some of their weapons, you know it would be hard pressed for me not to put the Braves as one of the finals teams. And you know for another team, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go under the radar. Give me. Poseidon's kiss. Oh, to possibly make it there. They Rocco they got to the divi- yeah they got to the division B finals. To me, Rocco's a great quarterback. I saw Chris Millard is on the roster, and um, I like their defense. Um, obviously, Jared Taylor, my boy, is is an amazing two way player. Look for them to maybe upset a few teams in the playoffs and get there. So what I've discovered so far in the conversation, every name you mentioned is, is your boy. Look, I got a lot of boys in the league. I've been in the league for a long time. A lot of guys that I've played with, uh, some in touch tournaments, some in flag. Um, what can I say, man? I love a lot of guys in the league. It's a great league. Love the players. Love the media. It's uh, it's a great time for an old guy like me, man. All right, last question before I let you go back to your aquarium adventure now. <laughs> uh, are you taking the field or the briefs to win? Uh, give me the fields. Give me the field. Division two is so stacked right now, even though I think obviously the Braves have to be maybe the favorites moving it, uh, coming into the season. Give me the field because it's just way too strong. All right, Jeff. Appreciate it, my man. Uh, enjoy your aquarium uh, adventure that you have right now. Look forward to hearing what this really was, where you were uh, off the air. And uh, look forward to having you on during the season, my friend. Thank you so much, hey, pal. Whenever you guys need me, just let me know. Always a pleasure. And uh, you guys are doing a hell of a job. CTA is uh, one of a kind. It's a new look, CTA, but we're, we're trying to make it work here. So it might be a little bit rough at first, but we'll get this figured out moving towards. Uh, but by week, by week 15 of this show, it's going to be like ESPN. You're flying. You're flying. Exactly. We love it. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks so much, Jeff. All right, guys. Ciao. Take care. Have a good night, pal. <laughs> Jeff Rosewatt with us here from Div 2. And look, Div 2 this year. It's going to be fascinating because seeing Silent Tickler's play, I thought they would, I thought they would have wrecked uh, bees on, on Saturday and Brossard. And that was not the case to be. That was not the case to be. And it, it caught me off guard because Jordan Panetta is a fabulous quarterback. He's got Dan Mancini, who's a fantastic player, as you see from the highlights right now on your screen. Uh, it was a good game. And you know what? Even when you look at it from this perspective, though, the Bees, with with uh, with their 
core players, Nick Shentomo being the quarterback, Davis Shentomo being one of his key players, uh, David Dumas-Goulet, excellent pass catcher out there, two-way player for this team. Seb Deschamps is an excellent player as well. They have a really good roster. And, you know, this Beast team probably has more depth to work with now than before. So I just think that, you know, in, in the overall context of this division, how this could play out this season, I mean, look, you have a boatload of teams, which exactly is 14, 12 making it. So only two don't make it this year. And if, if you look at it from this angle, you might be afforded to lose five and still get in. If you lose six, you're on the borderline. If you lose seven, you might be in trouble. So I think five wins is more than enough to get you into the lower bracket team, maybe at nine, 10, 11. If you were the 12th seed, I think you're likely looking at being the three and seven at that point, four and six. So I just think this division has a lot of intrigue, a lot of uh, a lot of panache to work with, a lot of Buccaneering styles of offense. Run it once. We had on Jeff right now. He's got a, 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 an offensive roster to look at. You look at the fact that Stoics, led by our boy Chris Reve, uh, taking the jump up. They took out Terra Squad in Week One. They're one and zero, and they're flying high. And they got a big one coming up against uh, Ticklers coming up uh, this weekend. That should give us a better idea of how they are as a football team this year. Uh, Cat Family Braves, CFBs can be good. Ambush, Jeff said Ambush can be a team to watch out for this year and what they could present as problems uh, with Benny McMahon taking that next step as a quarterback. But Science Kiss is a good team as well. So there's some really good ones to look at, as you see from the highlights from Saturday night in Brossard. And look, what it'll come down to, and we actually had our first overtime session with uh, Div 2 and how that plays out. It could come down to an overtime. It could come down to that one play and win that football game. So I just think that teams really have to take into consideration hitting your extra point attempts, one or two points. And if you do that, uh, look, you're going to win a lot of football games. You're going to win a lot of football games if you hit all your extra points and, and don't miss out on them. So I think right now it's going to be good and how this plays out for this uh, season and how Div 2 is. And at the end of the day, I believe there will be no undefeated teams. I believe that uh, the – Highest wins that we'll see from these teams will be eight. I think eight and two can win you uh, the number one seed. It definitely gets the number two seed for sure. And I think that if you hit nine, you'll for sure be the number one seed. But I think there'll be no undefeateds. Uh, there will be there won't be any winless teams as well. Um, I think this is a division that has a lot more uh, intrigue in terms of what could be. I think there'll be a lot of close one score games. Not many, I don't think many, many blowouts where there won't be any five plays. I think there'll be a lot of close games that come down to the final two minutes of, of play, how this plays out. So I'm intrigued to see how this how this is for the season moving forward here as we get ready for uh, weeks three and beyond uh, in the FPF loan. This is called the Audible Mocon here. We'll be joined by Zachary Albert Gills uh, coming up. We'll talk to him about uh, Division 5A and 5B and how this has been so far with Zach. And Zach is a is a top-end pass rusher and now a quarterback at times as he pretends to be a quarterback. But we all know he's a, he's a really good pass rusher. We'll talk about 5A and 5B as we get ready for that. And, of course, Manu Alahua will join us at the bottom of the hour uh, to talk about Div 3. Then Loi Willette will join us uh, to wrap up the hour. Then maybe, just maybe, Iggy Magnus will join us to talk about Div 6 as we wrap up the show for Week 2 or week three, whenever you watch this, on calling the Audible as well. As we wrap up the highlights here, as you see from the Killer Bees, uh, they had their chances. They really did. Uh, but this couldn't, couldn't cash in uh, when it mattered most at the end of the day. So with this, uh, we'll be joined by Zachary Albert Gills in the coming moments here. 
uh, as he is texting me right now to figure out how to use this thing properly, but I'm sure he'll figure it out uh, with the uh, with the link sent to him in the coming minutes as we move forward here. So, so we'll be joined by Zachary Albert Gills in a couple minutes here, and we'll talk about that. But again, for Div Two to wrap it up, I think eight wins is more than enough to get you in the playoffs here. Four is probably more than enough to get you as a bottom tier seed. Three should be the borderline. If you're at two, you might be in trouble getting into the playoffs. And I'll be I'll be fascinated to see if this plays out with some of these teams. I think hashtag NR is the one to watch out. I think with Snagger is a full time commit to the team, he's going to really have a big say on this roster and this influence. He's got a howitzer with, of an arm. Uh, he does throw a lot of missile uh, balls that can be easily touchdowns, if not intercepted. Who knows at times with Snagra. But he can be the guy to watch out for how this plays out for this season moving forward here uh, for Div 2. All right, on to Division 5 and what we have lined up for Div 5 and what has been so far this season for Division 5. Look, I, I see a couple of Div 5 games this year uh, and what it's been so far. And, look, I'll be honest with you, Div 5 is always that um, <coughs> takeoff league, as I apologize with my uh, under-the-weather sickness that I have going on here. But Div 5 is very good. I think Div 5 has a lot of caliber teams to look at. I mean, so far, you're starting to see a bit of separation with a plethora of 2-0 teams. Ducks is the one I'm watching out for. Got to see them play week one. Uh, they're not week two. They took out the, the Babylon Club, uh, Terry Babylon's team, earlier this week. Rico Riders is definitely a team to look out for as well. And, look, Thunder Buddies, led by the Babylon Club, you know, that's going to be a tough team to watch out for. I think they're going to be in that conversation as well moving forward. And, look, as you see from here, we can see from top to bottom how this is so far. Look, Shopaholics, Notorious CIG, Ducks, they're all 2-0. Step Bros, Rico Riders, in and out The Petit Carat, uh, West Island Habibis, <coughs> all 1-1. And they have a bunch of 1-1s and 0-1s and 0-2s. I think this is still far from being uh, cemented in terms of who is the best of the best yet. But we'll get that figured out with Zachary Albert-Gills. In the coming uh, moments here, we'll be joined by him to talk about this division. And Manu Alahua as well will be with us at the bottom of the hour to talk about that moving forward. I apologize for being under the weather, but what can you do? It is that time of year where we all get colds and all that stuff, but uh, we'll, we'll power through here as well. Uh, just wait for confirmation if Zach is on the hold yet. Is he there yet? Uh, Nightingale. Okay, so we're still waiting to get Zachary Albuquerque on with us. As you guys can hear the Nightingale. He's just telling me that we're still waiting for Zachary Abigail's to come on with us as well. Okay, look, here's my thing about uh, Division 5 and how this has played out so far. Uh, first and foremost, this is a division that, again, as I said before, has some really good, talented teams here. Rico Rice is the one I'm watching out for. Um, I am impressed by Ducks, though. I, I think they have really picked up the level of play. Uh, the unknown team that they are and what they are as a whole, I think they are definitely uh, – a team that can really make some noise. I don't know if they're going to be not eight wins, seven wins here, but they can definitely get into that conversation as well and what they are as a football team. Um, they have a really good pass rusher to work with. The, the DBs are, are excellent. They're quick as bleep and how they are overall. So I just think that this team has the if factors to work with and what they can be for this team here. And, you know, it is – going to be one of those divisions where you might see a team run away with it. I don't think it will be the case as I put on my phone here on, on silent. I don't think it's the case here, but I think there's some really good quality teams that can sneak up and be in that conversation. I think half this division will be five and five or better. I think the rest will be fighting out as a three, one, four, one team here. 
And uh, we should be joined by Zach in the coming seconds here as he's in the waiting room from what I was told. So hopefully now you go get that figured out. I hope we do have that figured out. All right, there you go. See, for those who don't know, Eagle has been replaced by the Nightingale, which is the national bird in the Middle East. And uh, our man, Ali Reza, who's doing an excellent job behind the scenes, making sure everything's running smoothly in the operations factory here. Uh, Way to get Zachary Albergills on with us, talk some Div 5 and 5B as well moving forward here. So, again, when I look at Div 5, uh, some of the teams that, that can definitely surprise, like, the Petit Carat have always been a, a tough out. Pasta Arabia, we spoke about them last week, Iggy and I, about how they are. Um, they do have some, I want to say deficiencies. I think they do have a bit of, uh, they don't like the, the, the deep ball threat that's required to win in this division. So if they can find a deep ball guy to really get going here, that can help them as well. Vultures, I'm intrigued by them. I know they lost 3 nothing in the first game here, but I'm intrigued by them. A-Squad's an old-school team that's back in the flesh. Um, they are an old school team, no question. But uh, if they can figure out the speed of this game here in Div 5A, excuse me, they can definitely make some noise and, and be in that conversation as being a four-win team, if not at minimum three wins here. So, again, there are some good teams in this division here. As for 5B and what is going on for this division and as as it moves forward here, look, the, the context of what it is, is pretty much as I wait for this computer to load up here. It takes forever for the FPF page to load up as we haven't paid our bills yet. Uh, 5B, look, we talk about Radfins, Win Diesel, Top G. Win Diesel, we know, won this uh, Fall Cup. Two squad, it's 2-0. Um, there's, you know, some unique teams <coughs> in this division. McAbee's a good to play game, but they had a really good winter team uh, last year. Retired All-Stars. Um, I know they got uh, easily handled in their first game, but they have always been competitive and have been a really good team to watch out. Uh, Brewers, I know, has had a tough start to the year. They're 0-2. Uh, threat level midnight, uh, look, they should be better than what the record indicates uh, this season. Uh, Betway Badness, they're 1-0. We spoke about them last week and how they are. So we'll see how they will come through this season as a whole as well. So, again, it's going to be one of those seasons where, again, it's going to be fun to watch and how this plays out. And at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, I don't think the one or two teams are going to win. I think this can be one of those teams that are hot and they're ready to go that can do it. And I think we'll see a team that will surprise and make a deep run in the playoffs this year uh, for 5B and even for 5A as well uh, as we move along here. Uh, any update here, Nightingale, for uh, Zachary Abigail? So as I look to... Oh, there he is. There he is. There he is. There he is. He's coming in now. Zachary Abigail's. And Zachary Albergills, we that beautiful face of his. Hopefully, he can hear us now. Uh, and yes, he can hear us now. I, I can see him's pointing at his mouth. Can you hear me, Zach? Oh, we can't hear him yet, so we'll get that corrected. Can you hear us now, Zach? I can hear you. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Oh, oh there works. we go. I was trying to stall for time, man. You're, you may be like a sweating bullet. Listen, I got really nervous. My computer's really buggy. I apologize. And then I thought I popped in too early. No, no, no. It's fine, man. You know what? Like, I was sweating bullets, man, because I'm under the weather, right? Like, it's, you know, the seasonal change we have and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's killing me, man. So, so, you know, that's why. But, look, thanks a lot for joining us here for 5A and 5B. Uh, I want to ask you this question to start off, Zach. We know you are a pass-rushing savant. You love to kill the quarterback in this league. Um, do you ever go into a game 
and you look at the opposing quarterback and say, yeah, this is going to be a three-sack, four-sack game? Uh, well, I'm, I like to think very highly of myself, uh, and I think every game is a three-sack, four-sack game. Uh, so I'm usually disappointed when I only get one or two. Uh, but, but yeah, some quarterbacks more than others, you can kind of get a sense for maybe if you can get more or less. So in that sense, then do you, do you, do you hear a quarterback like when, when you sack him, like, like, oh, it's gonna be one of those long days for the quarterback. He knows it's gonna be a long day that I'm going up against one of the best pass pass rushers in this FPF world of ours. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, probably. I hope so. I hope I always leave people with that with that feeling. But yeah, I love going against the quarterback, getting them a few couple times. Like, oh, you're trying to run. Like, listen, there's a there's a lot of uh, good quarterbacks out there, but yeah, I like to. Uh, Do you know the sacks you have in your career? Uh, oh, I actually have a spreadsheet uh, and I track the top fifteen rushers, so I know exactly how many of the top. Where you at right now? I'm at three hundred and. 80-something, I think. I'm right behind Matt Kirowak. I was about eight behind him, and then he started rushing again really hard, so I'm, I'm falling a little bit behind. Oh, boy. Yeah. So you might be chasing him then for a while. Yeah, yeah. Next is Ryan, you know. Ryan Arini. Oh, of course. Is he, is he number one? Yeah, he's number one. Is he's he number one, and I, he'll probably be for a while. Yeah, he might be for a while. So, well, we don't have you for a while, but let's talk about some 5A and 5B here, uh, Zach. Right. Uh, start with 5A. Uh, more impressed with the Ducks, Strapaholics, or notorious CIG start to the season. Which team has really impressed you so far? Oof, uh, to be honest, all of them in, in their own ways. Uh, Strapaholics uh, has a really great team. When we're talking about rushers and Matt Kirillai, I think I think he's playing there. If I didn't see the roster correctly, like he's he's tearing it up already. I think he's got five sacks, um, and that whole team is looking good. Notorious CIG puts up tons of points. We played them in our first game, uh, and they put up like 30-odd points on us. I thought that was like just because we were getting the rust off, but then they did it again, put up 40. Uh, but the but Ducks also, I mean, beating Thunder Villains, uh, I really thought they were going to go pretty far. Um, I have to say Strapaholics, though, is, is the one I'm most impressed with. This is the one I think uh, that can continue the trend. See, I got the Ducks, man, because yeah. I struck up their game week one, uh, which was a win for the 2-0, as we know. That's by the question that we have, because they're all 2-0 teams. Uh, but but I find that their defense is really good. They're athletic. Um, they're still figuring out the FPF game. Um, most of the guys have not played FPF. I think one or two have played FPF. But once they figure it out, I, I believe that they are going to be in that conversation of top four going towards playoffs. Would you agree? You know what? Maybe I'm going to be honest with you, Mo. Like, Ducks, when I first checked out the whole list of teams in uh, in the division, I was like, okay, like, I don't really know these guys. I haven't seen much of them. I don't know what they'll do. And then when you put, like, when you say Ducks, and I go check them out and say 2-0, and o, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, where did that come from? That's so, like, possibly, like, if they could take out these these teams that I'm already banking on being some of the undefeated or some of the better teams, like, right. why couldn't they all? Like, right. Uh, most impressive win from the weekend was who? Uh, I would actually have to, when I looked through them, uh, I actually chose the Ducks uh, yeah. win over the Villains as the most impressive. Despite picking Strapaholics as like my most impressive team, I was like, Dang, <laughs> where'd you come from? What was that? <laughs> well, look, they got the coolest logo, though. I haven't played them. I haven't seen it yet. I got a logo. Are the pictures up? Black. 
It's the Oregon yeah. Duck, man. It's a cool slogan out there. So, so check it out. So on the flip side, then, the team that concerns you the most in this division is who then? Concerns me the most. Um, I I don't really have concerns for concern for too many teams. I don't think too many teams are are gonna miss the mark of what I've predicted. Maybe in uh, I think in in five B the Les Tendeurs. Yeah, I think I thought they were gonna win this past week. They didn't. That's not necessarily bad, but maybe they're already in the bottom and a rough chance. But you know, concerning, I would say. Um, I'm concerned about going up against the Rico Riders in 5A. You know, the Thunder is to start off with them. Um, they, they're a young group of guys who, again, not much FPF experience because this is the first year playing the league. But they have athletes. And same thing. If they can figure it out, Zach, right? Yeah. And they can get the, the angles and nuances down and all that stuff that comes with the FPF. Maybe not this year, but maybe if they stick with it next year. Is where the, where the, the, the is where you should watch out for them because they have dudes in that team. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure by, by the quarterback playing how great the ball was going the deep passes down the sidelines at times. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I have them even in my schedule. If I'm playing against them, I haven't checked. But uh, there's a lot of teams that I've been looking at. Like in five, <clears> there's a lot of teams that are experienced, and in five A, there's a lot of teams that I go in two three years. Like you, you could be at the top or two three seasons. Sorry, right. Right, right. Uh, West Island BBs in 5A, <laughs> could they you, – you mentioned Rico Riders, but after that group, could the Habibis be the dark horse team to watch out for, given who they have in that roster, which is a pretty decent group of guys? Yeah, I, I made the mistake of thinking Zach Stacy could throw, but, I mean, it doesn't matter because, you know, Nick Delmilo, Milo, like, putting up three rushing touchdowns is, like – you know, I don't think he has any. I don't even know if he's got any sex yet, but uh, really a, a cool team, a great team. I, I definitely think they could be a dark horse, but I need to see a few more games. If the over under line was at six and a half, are the over six and a half wins? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think I don't even remember what I predicted them, but like based on them, I, I could see easily seven. Okay, okay, fair enough then. Um, and 5B, do you believe there'll be any undefeated teams? Or there'll be at least one, if not multiple, undefeated teams? Yeah, uh, you know what? I don't know. Both these divisions real strong. I don't think so, actually. But if I had to choose one, uh, Wind Diesel surprised me. Uh, I forgot right. that they could be that good. Um, and if they continue, I mean, like, I, I would pick them. I think Ramfins might lose one. See, when Diesel, they they like they they had both middle fingers up at the Fall Cup, saying "Bleep you guys for picking against us," because they ran the table right. Because they they won like nine games in twenty eight days of, of yeah, the knockout stages and rightfully earned the, the title right for their for their tier. So they had that momentum coming into the season, and I, I just think that for for Sabag and these guys see the next step, that core group that they have, yeah. If they take the next step, I think they could be your one seed going towards the playoffs for five. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'm seeing a lot of big scores tight, like some tight games, but realistically, like I, I'm struggling to find a, a harder match or a hard matchup for them the rest of the schedule. Yeah, I just don't know where that where who's gonna give them the glitch, right? I think they have a, not a smooth sail, but they have a, a smooth road with no potholes to look to. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to probably beat out Brewers. They're going to beat out Green Monsters. Probably pick on Packing Packers. They'll probably have trouble against maybe 
Hooligans, games, but like maybe Betway Bandits, but like those are the only two I can think of. But this is on that flip side of things, though, right? We go to the FPF analogy when a team goes nine and zero, nine and one, or ten and zero, playing the easy schedule, and they get yeah. their first playoff game, and then bam, they get knocked out, one and done. Is that is that a, a worry if you are in that predicament of not facing a true test at some point during the regular season? Yeah, I think especially in these divisions, there's some really strong teams. So if you don't have a chance to test yourself against them in the division, not to say that none of these teams that they're playing will be strong teams or won't right. be, uh, but if you do end up with that easy schedule and not having to face those good teams and have to adjust your play style, then yeah, it could be real detrimental in the playoffs. Will it take a prolific offense or a great Divas to win 5B in your mind? I mean, I mean in any division, offense wins games, but defense wins championships. You know, you might only be able to put up seven points, but if your defense can shut out a team, you win. So, so you're saying it starts with the pass rusher then? <laughs> uh, selfishly, uh, yes. Uh, but I actually think he is someone who can understand defense and call it. I can't call a defensive play to save my life. But you don't uh, care, right? Like, you just rush to the quarterback, do what you got to do. I'll, I'll take care of the front end, you take care of the back end, right? I always consider that I have the easy job, Mo. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, it's a lot of running, though. It's it's a lot of running. I'm not very. I think for how many steps you take for pass rushing, I should put on a watch. No, I don't know. Are you allowed to do that in, in the league? I'm not too sure. Oh, watches. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But about I tell you, I trim like ten pounds every season. It's like you know, it's like it's like a race car driver, right? When they do like a a, a race, they lose like eight pounds of water. <laughs> I didn't know so, what is that real a thing? Check it out. Yeah, yeah. That's what they they always weigh them afterwards. To see how much they weigh because they want to make sure they don't get too depleted, right? Because it's it's a taxing thing on the body and, and a pass rusher, like they're the rare breeds. It's not easy. Yeah. So that's why. But but like are you surprised by retired all-stars and their slow start out of the gates this season? Yeah, checking out the teams. I mean, I looked at them. I don't think I'm surprised or unsurprised. Uh I picked them to lose in their first game. I think it was in the first week coming out. Um, yeah, it was a little rough, but I, I really don't know what to expect from this team. So for right now, I'm just prized. Like, so you, you're, you're holding serve. You're not, you're not uh, yeah, I don't know. I want to hold a little bit longer. Uh, like, hopefully they're going to surprise me. I was like yeah. being surprised, but I, I don't know where to rank them yet or put them. Okay. I'm going to put you in the spot, man. Uh, your finals predictions for 5A and B starting with 5A. I know it really hurts because I, I really can't pick teams because uh, I, I don't know everybody yet. Uh, well, that's so... the beauty of it, though, right? Because I what piece I've learned about doing this league, right, doing the podcast, is that we'll pick random teams, okay? <laughs> and that random team will come up to us and be like, hey, Bleephole, you picked against us. Cool. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, okay. Teams, let's... Right? So, so that's we'll, what we'll try to take the pressure then. We'll take the pressure. Exactly. And um... Pease and I do the same thing. Who are you? Cool. Good to know. So who Perfect. you got? Well, definitely 5A, I'm a finalist. Absolutely. No, I, I can't do that. I can't pick my own team. Uh, I, I really, really think, think, I think Rico Thunder, Thunder might be a finalist. I really okay. do. Um, and the other one, let me pull up all my goodness, all my list. I really want you to You on a spreadsheet for your 5B teams, <laughs> like you need for your sack I, records. <laughs> I usually always check quarterback first, see who's sackable. Right, 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 right. Uh, no, I really think I, I, I might. I wanted to pick Thunder Buddies originally. West <coughs> Island Habibis might be finalists, but I really think I got to put Strapaholics and like maybe a Rico Riders finalist for five A. Yeah, 
uh, and for 5B, so far, I think I would pick top two. Ramfins and Wind Diesel. I, I think these two would just go back head to head. Okay, Wind Diesel, I got. I think I think they're going to the show. But we had this argument, Iggy and I. I think the Ramfins have the coolest logo in FPL. You know, listening to you every week, Mo, I, I do know you think that. Um, I can't say the, the coolest. Uh, but I do, I definitely think it's up there. Top five that I've seen. Well, top, okay, at least we your top five. Iggy's like top 50. 50. If we're lucky with Iggy's thing. I don't even know if that many teams have logos in FPF. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, for, for my 5A, I, I, I'm going to go a, a forever rival because they play each other as West Island boys. Give me the Habibis and give me Rico Riders. Ooh, okay, okay. Uh, they've had some great – like, if you look at the history, right, if you do a little history trail of yeah. these teams – they played each other in the playoffs, I think, twice in the last two, whatever it is, in the last few seasons. And it's come out to the last player, the last five plays. Mm. So check it out if they do have a oh, okay. new cross pass at some point then. Uh, Zach, when can we see your next article, my friend? Uh, I'm actually pumping them out right after we finish doing it. Uh, so hopefully by Friday, Saturday, you got them. But I also want your predictions, Mo, for 5B. Uh, if you put me on the spot, you have to be on the spot. I'm just the host, man. <laughs> Perfect, as he said, the water. Yeah, so articles hopefully coming out on yeah. Saturday or Friday. Excellent, brother. Thank you so much, man. I look forward to having you on during the season, man. Uh, you'll be on with us, whether it's Iggy or myself, you'll be on with us uh, during the week. Can't wait for your analysis, man. And great to have you on for the first uh, CTA, my friend. Uh, great to be on and uh, catch you on the field. Yes, sir, brother. Be good, yes. man. And, and put a little fear in those quarterbacks, huh? <laughs> Try to. Yes, right. sir. Bye. Zachary Abigail's with us. Here on 5A and 5B, as we keep on rocking along here, Manu Alahua will join us. Uh, uh, Nangle, do we have uh, Manu Alahua ready to roll, my friend? Oh, yes. I, I think I think I saw his lovely face show up uh, a couple seconds ago. He was working his hair right there. But we'll get him on in a couple seconds. And he will, that will join us. And Iggy Magnus will join us, uh, Nangle. So we got five guests on with us here on Call of the Audible. Uh, on this first episode of CT on Tuesday night, as we're joined by Manu and Wall talking about Division 3. And so we'll go from there. So we'll have on Manu Alahua talk about Div 3. And uh, look forward to talking to him about this division because it has a lot of intrigue and context to it. And uh, are we ready to have Manu on right now? And we are about to have Manu Alahua on with us right now to break down the three. Manu, how you been, my friend? Hello, Mo. Can you hear me? I can hear you, my friend. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. How about you? Um, well, thank you so, for being patient. We ran a little late with uh, Zachary. Yeah, because you know, these Hollywood uh, pastors are, man. Show up late for the show and, and want to take up the whole spotlight, spotlight here, my friend. No worries. Uh, I look forward to hearing what uh, Zach has to say with you uh, when the podcast is out. Of course, of course. Uh, let me ask you a question, Manu. I've watched you play now. I, I saw you play on the weekend, right, with uh, with your Don Bougie roster. Yep. Uh, how many hours do you spend on your hair? On my hair? Man, it's uh, – I got to give a shout-out to my barber. That's that's all I can say, man, because I don't spend, spend a lot of time. It's mostly just – shower and uh, wash it with with soap not too much uh and let let just the, the natural oils <laughs> well, how many times do you wash your hair a week uh i'd say three four times depending Whoa, on a lot man yeah it's it's a lot it's a lot i'm trying to i'm trying to 
Because the reason why the reason why I ask this question, man, is because uh, I, I go, man, like, like there isn't a strat of here that's off. Like it was perfect. Like, it was like a like you're driving down the Pacific, you know, you're driving down the California coast off the Pacific Ocean with the sun setting in the horizon, and your hair was pristine. <laughs> well, uh, I do appreciate the compliment, Mo, and uh, like I said, give uh, give shout out to my to my barber. And uh, the the product product he sold me to, to hold my hair in place during the games. <laughs> well, did did he have to wash your hair after your beatdown of of uh, of who you faced on Saturday, or was it just an easy like you know we're done out? Because it was oh, like it was over. It was like a boxing match, right? It was over after one round. Yeah, the game it, it wasn't really what I like for a first game. It's not really that much adversity, but it was really fun to go out there back with the guys. And uh, to answer your question, no, after this game there was no shower. Uh, no washing the hair, no need. <laughs> Fair enough, then. Uh, let's dive into Div 3 here, Manu. Yes. Uh, you're covering this division. Um, with multiple divisions in this in this season here for winter 2024, uh, the one division that has caught your attention, that intrigues you the most, is who? Yes, so uh, I was looking at them, and there's a lot of nice group, but I'll have to go with Group B, because uh, Group B, to me, is the is the most interesting um, interesting group. Why? Because you have a bunch of teams that really interesting interest me. Um, first of all, there's Bruins. Uh, this Bruins team is very, very interesting because you have uh, Chris Vero at the quarterback. Um, I think it's one of the first time he's going to quarterback a team in a division other than co-ed uh, or higher division, so uh, four and up. Um, but I think he's, he's ready for the task and he, he's got a really, really nice roster with him also. Um, but moving from that, you also have Sharks, which is a team that has loaded up talent since uh, the last time they were uh, in the league in, uh, in spring. They're just coming off a uh, DFC championship. Um, and after that, you have Infantry, who is also in the mix. Uh, really, really good team. I know the roster may change a bit, but you still have Zach Stacey and, um, and Rory uh, Semerjan. Uh, a great, great uh, duo. Uh, you know, a quarterback that's moving up divisions and... Uh, getting more and more um, comfortable with, with his reads and how to play. Uh, I really like to see Zach Stacey uh, play and uh, develop in this league and with a, with a Div 1 receiver also uh, in his arsenal with a bunch of other players. And then you have a couple other teams that uh, friends with Danny and uh, that's what she said. Yeah. Those are teams that I'm not really sure, but they can win some games and they, they can always be in the in a fight during, game, during the game. They, they won't be uh, blown off or uh, very rarely. Um, friends with Danny, we know we have uh, Jared Buck at quarterback. He's a real good quarterback. And uh, Danny Damone also. Uh, and a bunch of other weapons. For That's what she said. I'm a bit... Uh, I don't know that much this team, but I know that they were in the finals in uh, Div 3 winter uh, 2023. They lost to right. uh, Silent Ticklers, but I think it's pretty much the same roster. You got Mike Pierson. You got... Um, I, don't, I don't think Phil Farin is on the roster, though. And uh, That might hurt, hurt them, because... That's a really, really good player. And then you have a wide open bar. Um, don't, I don't really uh, consider this team a, a contender. I don't think that they're going to go really far. Uh, like, I don't know if they're even going to make the playoffs. But they can always um, surprise people. And I, I like the move going to Div 3 since they were in Tier 3 uh, last fall. Well, before I give you my pick on which division is, is intriguing, uh, you mentioned the Sharks yep. uh, as the team to watch out for. Do you think they have the most prolific offense in this division? 
Man, when, when you asked me the question, um, I looked at the roster. I'm like, I'm, I know a bit guys uh, on Sharks, and I, I was thinking that it was more, uh, more, more like the, the same roster from, from last spring. But, man, Corey Wolowski added some players. You know, we got Noah Groper, who's uh, a regular on the team. Uh, that's, that's my boy. He's a really, really good receiver, um, really good rusher, too. You, he's going to make some plays. But then you have some big names. You have Ariel Labrati, Jalen Graves. Dondre Borden, that's a really, really, uh, really, really stacked, uh, stacked team. When I'm looking at the, the, the full starting five with Corey at, at quarterback, I'd have to agree that is the, on paper, the most prolific offense. Well, I, I, I look, th that is a loaded team. They go too deep across the board. And when you look exactly. at how, how it is, right, they, they wrecked Mongoose. They got Arush coming up, where I think is a little bit wounded with no Simone uh, Loisier on the roster. Um, Dirty Birds, it could be a team to watch out for on their schedule. Like, they could be – by the time we hit the Super Bowl break in, what, five weeks, Manu? Yep. They should be undefeated. They, they have a good yeah. chance. How about that? They have a good chance to be undefeated. How about that? No, I, I agree. So, uh, Dirty Birds is a winnable game. That is the game against Infantry is going to be really interesting. Well, they know uh, each other I very know. well, right? I mean, yeah, from, from, that's it. From, from the history of what they have together. So, so yeah, but they, they should be – they should be 5-0. Yeah, I, I totally agree. They should be 5-0. You know, as for the division, the one the division that's really caught my attention is Group A. Um, when you look at ECW, Jeremy White, we know very well. You know very well. Yep. Uh, Greenville Human Beings, they're fascinating because they don't run a typical offense. You know that. I know that. Um, <laughs> Brotherhood, uh, led by Theo J. Uh, yep. I know they lost uh, Jamal, Jamal Gittins, uh, hopefully for not a long time. But, you know, it wasn't a good injury that he suffered in Brossard on Saturday night. Uh, even even look, blue chips led by the Mitchell boys. This is a team that is sort of a wild card in this division. I'm not saying they're going to win eight nine games or Manu, but they can win three four, and and those would be tough games whoever will face them this season. So I'm, I'm not. I look at that Group A as being the, the the intriguing division on what it could present. That it won't be easy games whenever those teams play each other in that division this season. No, I, I understand you got a bunch of teams uh, that I got a lot of question mark on, except maybe EZW. Uh, EZW is a team I know they're going to they're gonna show up. Jeremy White's going to do his thing. Greendale Human Being, you know, I, I played against them one once only. And right. like you said, it's, a, it's an offense that we're not maybe not used to see as much nowadays in, in FPF. But it's an offense that works, so right. they're going to be in some games. And they made a push last uh, last winter. They were one of the top teams, uh, one of the uh, I do believe final four, or close to the final four. Um, it's a really good team. Um, Brotherhood. I saw them play uh, week week one against Blue Chips. It was a good matchup. It was electric. Um, you got also Mel's Angels that I have a question mark on. Who's going to show up on the roster? Who's going to be there? Who's going to throw for them? And then Mongoose, uh, they are the, um, the veterans of the, of, the, of the division. It's going to be a challenge for them to, to compete. But they, they had a good season last, uh, last winter, so you never know. The, the, the quarterback, quarterback was the most, most pressure in this division, too. I'd have to say Olivier Sabourin from Griff Nation because he just uh, ended the season in Tier 3 in fall. And now he's in Division Three uh, throwing, and to to me it's a big, big jump. But I'm not saying that he's not up for the task or or whatever. He's a I played against him first week of fall, so it's it's 
been a while. Uh, I think it was August when we started the fall season, uh, August or September. And from from then, he improved a lot. So I think getting that that uh, division, higher division experience is going to really help him develop. And um, But I don't know the roster that much. So right. that's why I say he has the most pressure because he's kind of new to, the, to, to this type of level. Sebule, I've seen him play a couple of times now. And he has some wow moments, but it's not like it's not consistent enough. You know, it's it's not it's not you know a top level quarterback where you go, yeah, that that's a dude throwing the football. Like it's one out of every five passes. Like, oh wow, that's a good throw, yeah. right? And so it's not like I don't think it's him that has to win it. I think his team has to win it for him. Like I'm not gonna say he's gonna go out there and win the game. Like it's not him. It's gotta be a one that has to win it for him. No, I get your point, but like, uh, in my opinion, he has he, he's under the most pressure because he made that jump from. Yeah. I think he he could have his rating could have fit in the four. Uh, I, I don't maybe the five, but he wants a challenge. He wants to challenge himself. He wants to be in uh, the the top division. I think division three is right. Like you know, it's there's still a gap between division three and one and two, but it's it's still really really competitive and you can get that higher division feel um, playing dip three. So I'm, uh, I look forward to see how the season uh, goes for, uh, for LDG, but uh, I, I like the move. If, if, the, if the touchdown bayline for Olivier Saborin was at 31.5 touchdowns, over under 31.5, what's his number? Oof, that's, that's, eesh. I'll go, I'll go under, but, Olivier, if you're listening, prove me wrong and ball oh. out, my man. <laughs> oh, I felt the cold. I felt the cold draft out here. I'm inside. <laughs> um, how many teams have a realistic shot going undefeated in Div Three? Only one, and you know who it is. I must say, no, Mr. Ignacio team. Get out of here, man! Like that's such a that's such a cop out, uh, Manu. It it is, but <clears throat> it's the. I put it in my article also. It's the team that I see going 10-0. Why? Because you have Iggy at, the, at quarterback, and Iggy just keeps on proving to me that he's one of the best QBs uh, coming up in, in, in FPF. If he, has, he, doesn't have, he didn't play yet uh, like a full season in uh, Div 2, Div 1, he played Div B, but, man, he's just he's so smart and uh, – he surrounds himself with great roster as always. And yeah, Vincent Benjamin on this team. This guy is always, always, always surprises me. So uh, I know they lost Oriola Poirier, but they added also uh, Mr. Drysdale to the mix. So, so, so here, here's yeah. a question for you. Do you, you, know, you realize uh, Iggy had us on mute, PZ and I, for a three hour show last year? <laughs> for for the, the whole show? Whole show. <laughs> Man. So is he that smart? I'm not too sure. But, but, but here, I'll say this though: for for his roster, yes, I think they're in that conversation. But I think your boys, Dama Bougie, yeah. I know it's one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man, it, it, it felt like I'm not, I'm not trying to stroke you here, but it felt like it was like a college football game, like Alabama playing like uh, Norwich State University and winning like <laughs> million points. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what that's how it felt. I'm like, oof, this game is over. Like. I can just coast along here and not have to worry about it. Hopefully the stats are okay, but I'm seeing that, <laughs> that it was not good. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't even close, right? And, and that's why I just think that 
they, I, look, this is what I think is going to happen, Manu. I think there will be a team that will give a good run to be undefeated, but there won't be any undefeated by by week by the by the time we end off the regular season campaign. And I agree with you. Also, for me as a as a uh, player in Diamond Bougie, I don't mind yeah. not going undefeated because we we had a season uh, last fall. We went seven <laughs> and one. Right. Basically, we went, we were undefeated other than the week one. We lost week one. Then after that, right. we were undefeated. And man, we got we got punched in the face coming in the playoffs. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> you you know you know you know. I saw well. that. Up, up seventeen against Dirty Birds, and we yep, lost the I game. Spoke so, that game. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, you you saw the meltdown, but this this year we're coming we're coming different, and we we want to make every game uh, total domination. But we know that's not going to happen there's some really good teams but we're going to show up every time and we're going to bring our, our uh, the energy the diamond bougie energy i'll say this you, your hair looked splendid during the meltdown uh last year so. well at least one thing was going well <laughs> right exactly uh before i let you go um you look at the defensive stats already we're through yeah. a, a game if not two games there's a handful of guys with three ints two ints like is this bad quarterback play or is this better defense players Man, I, I'm debating because I'm looking at that. There's already so many players with picks, and it's week one. Uh, uh, teams that played one or two games. Man, I, I'm 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 surprised. Yes and no, because no why? Because there's uh, between the fall and winter season, there's some teams that not play, that don't play fall, so it's a longer a longer break. Quarterbacks yeah. and everybody's got to get back into rhythm. Um, me personally, in in a few of my teams, we had to get into into rhythms, drops, uh, bad passes from the quarterbacks, bad coverages, a uh, bunch of things. But it's week one, week two. You shake it off, and I think we're going to see the number of picks lower. But still, man, it's 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 surprising because man, it's diff three. How how is how is that so many picks? Is the defense just got uh, that much stronger? Maybe that's it. Well, Marvin Cyber has three. He's on <laughs> yeah. thirty. Which would, which would obliterate the, the record of 19, uh, set well, by whoever it is for FPF Records as well. <laughs> uh, last question here, Manu. Um, I didn't put it in the script. I'll ask you on the spot. You're Div yep. 3 finalists. And who's going to win it? Um, taking away Diamond Bougie, right? If you take away yeah, your yeah, team, yeah. who you got winning Div 3? Do I give you the, the, the cop out or, or no? No, give, give, me, give me a raw, authentic, uh, bleep you answer. Like, uh, it's, it's, it's important to create headlines here, buddy. You want to be like, you know, yeah, yeah. Be, like Taylor Swift this whole process. So, there you go, Mo. My uh, winner for Diff 3 is going to be Bruins, and my finalist is Kiss My In Laws. It's a really so, yeah. boring final. Well,. I, I would I would like to say maybe easy W, but you know they, they always kind of they, they never quite make make it. So I don't know. I have I have it's, a feeling the Bruins man they got a crazy roster. This, like, you know he's around like a twenty five minute offense for a twenty two minute half. <laughs> yeah, I know. But okay, um, a more uh, risky answer. I'd have to say maybe uh, lightweight. Going into the final. Okay, Simon Dagenet, right? Juan Angel, yeah, yeah, okay. Trey Bentley, Simon yeah. Simon Dagenet, yes, yes. And uh, hey, I'll give you a dark horse name for that team. Emil Gigois. He is a guy to watch out for for lightweight under Simon Dagenet. Emil Gigois, yes. Yeah. Uh, has he played before in FBF? No, I don't think he has, but I know him very well. Emil is a really good receiver. 
He's a dude. So I'm going to definitely uh, keep an eye on him because as I see right right here, he only has one game played in FPF. So yeah. looking forward to see what he what he can do this uh, this season. Uh, lastly, uh, what's next for you for Div 3 in articles and the whole hype from you coming up? This yes. Season? So uh, I'm, uh, I, will, uh, I will come with a new article uh, every Saturday. Uh, we'll try to release it Saturdays because uh, there's a lot of games uh, Saturday night in Brussels. So just right before, I'll try to post it during the the afternoon so people can read it uh, before the, the games. Right. And uh, I will try to add some different stuff to uh, to the format, not go only with game recaps. Uh, I will do some game recaps because most of the times I'm there at the field, so I'm gonna I'm uh, I, I look at the games. But there's going to be a bunch of stuff, and uh, I'm taking inspiration from uh, my, my good friend, Jerome Ovington, who's uh, also writing um, for, uh, for Blackpuss, but in Division 4A and 4B. Uh -huh. uh, right. So make sure you go also uh, read those articles. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm uh, trying to improve, so it's my first time uh, doing uh, official writing, but I'm very happy to be part of the team. My, my advice to you, believe what anyone cares, is write what you think is right. Yeah. That I, uh, that's, that's what I'm, uh, I'm trying to do and uh, be uh, as real as possible, but keep it entertaining for, uh, for people. No question. Manu, thanks so much, my man. Uh, have a great week and look forward to your article coming up soon. Thank you a lot, Mo, and uh, thanks um, for uh, having me on today. Always, my man. Speak to you soon during the season. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. See you, Mo. Take care, pal. Manu Alahua on with us to talk about Div 3 as we keep on moving forward here, and he's got fantastic care. Join with Laurie Ouellet in the coming minutes here. Uh, Nigel, is she in the waiting room or is she still? Uh, yeah, perfect, excellent. So, we'll have some highlight videos here coming up of uh, women's, and uh, we'll get that organized for you as well. I think it's the women's division that we have lined up here. Oh, I big price division three. So, we have division three coming up here as well as we look to see what's going on in division three. And there's some highlights from Brosser that happened on Saturday night. And uh, some good games that happened in, in, in Div 3 that, that I got to see as well. And so we'll see how this plays out for Div 3. I think there's a lot of questions, though, in Div 3. I think how this plays out uh, this year. Um, if Jamal Gittins is out for Brotherhood, that definitely hurts them. But I, feel, I still think Brotherhood has enough firepower uh, to be in that conversation with EZW uh, to make noise in that division. Um, also, when you look at Blue Chips, they are going to be a wild card in how this moves forward for them. Uh, I agree with Manu, though. Bruins will be an unbelievable tough out. As bored as they are as a football team, when you watch them play, they're still efficient and they still have the edge to work with. Uh, he mentioned wide open bar. I think wide open bar has a really good team. I think they do have uh, play, pieces in place to, to be a five-win, maybe six-win team if it falls really good for them. Uh, friends with Danny will be tough, no question, with what they have on that roster to work with as well. And I think also when you look at how this is going to look for Group C and um, Group D, uh, he's Red Bull Lightweight. They, they're sort of a dark horse team. Juwan Edgehill, Jamie Edgehill, Emil Guigois is a really good player. Uh, Trey Bentley is a very good player. If, if Chaz Kidder is a full-time player, and Simon Dasher making his first appearance back in FPF in quite a long time, I think that's going to be fun to watch how this plays for this team as well. Um, Diamond Bougie is a good team. We know they're going to be loaded in how they have Jerome Hovington, Manuel Lahua, quarterback plays excellence as well. And Beer Belly great. they're off to a 2-0 start. I've seen them play so far in two games, and they have really put together a good team. Fafal has really elevated his play. He's now more of a mature quarterback, not always relying on his legs, but using his arm uh, to come up with a big play here and there. So they definitely do have some good uh, pieces to work with um, 
in this season, as you see from the highlights there on your screen, how this played out in FPF. That is from the Don Bougie game and how they just ran. And, and, that's, and I see this in a nice way against uh, UBBF, uh, UPBF and how there was. I think, look, for UPBF, they're a team that's uh, all primarily tackle players from McGee University. They are a good team, but I think they're going to take some time to get going as well in this fo- in this football scene for FPF. Uh, moving forward here. As we get ready for women's, uh, it is uh, an unbelievable season for women's uh, football in FPF. Uh, we have two excellent divisions um, split up, I think, relatively well in terms of the uh, the, the filtering of tier of women's one, women's two. Women's one, we have six teams, Sub-Zero, Bees, Blue Poudre, Les Bleus, Brutes, and Vortex. Uh, and these are teams that, that is littered with uh, potential Olympians, potential future Olympians, uh, that could be playing in L.A. in 2028 when it makes his debut as, a, as an official Olympic sport in flight football. And I think there will be a handful of, of, of our excellent female content that will be at the Olympic Games in, what, uh, four years? Four years or so from now in about uh, 48 months, uh, about 52 months, give or take. And I think this women's one this season is really up for grabs. I don't think we we have a true definite uh, favor. I think Sub Zero will be your ultimate favorite, but I think they can be had. I think uh, a team like uh, Le Bleu, who had a tough out against Sub Zero, they're going to make their way back into the equation. They they play Brutes coming up uh, in the next week or so. Bees uh, coached by Sarah Parker, a uh, young team that's still figuring it out. Le Bleu, Bleu, they are a good team as well. So there's some pieces here that's going to make uh, things look really good for for the season. I can't wait to see how this plays out uh, for women's one. Uh, women's two, a lot bigger um, number of teams in women's two. Uh, I believe, if I stand correct for women's two and how many teams there are, uh, I'm trying to get the uh, league up here, and here we are. This is women's two. There is, I believe, I forget how many teams there are as I wait for this piece to load up here. Uh, the FPA page takes us time sometimes here. Uh, there is 19 teams, so 16 out of 19 make it. Um, I still think there's a little bit more of the unknowns yet. I don't know if we have a certain <coughs> certain point of uh, – or certain number of teams that we know is very good. But we'll find out as we move forward here. Nightingale, do we have uh, our next guest ready to roll, my friend? Right, here we go. We have the see the way it works with Nightingale that he gives me a countdown in my ear, so you guys can't hear what he's telling me. Like he can tell me to bleep off, and you guys wouldn't hear that uh, with Nightingale. So he's a lot nicer than the Eagle. Eagle is very mean at times. You know, you get to feed the Eagle sometimes here as well. Um, are we ready to roll with our next guest here, Nightingale? And we welcome in our next guest. Apparently, she plays fight football. Hello, Laurie Willette. Good evening. Good afternoon to you, Laurie. How you been, Rudy? I've been good in you, Mo. I am well. Why are you so quiet for? Why are you so shy? I don't know. It's been a while since I've been on the podcast. <laughs> Has it been a while? When's the last time you've been on the, on the podcast? Uh, Two seasons ago, maybe. Oh, that's, that's a long time. Yeah. A while. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess we can blame Iggy, right, for not having you on the show. I always say it's not about that. Are you alone today? I think Iggy's one today. I am alone. It's only myself. It's, it's you and I, so... I can't scare you. Though. I, can't, I can't scare you though. 
I'm glad. <laughs> I can scare you whatever I want, though. Anyway, yeah, uh, no, you're doing div. You're doing women's one and women's two this season. Um, this I'm only doing women's Sorry. I'm only in the women's two this season. You only play women's two, but you you know women's one and women's two. Yes, I do. I do. Right. So you're you're like I was talking to Iggy about this. Your thoughts on before we dive into the to the questions, but your thoughts on how it's broken down with the six teams in women's one, and we have sixteen in women's two or eighteen, whatever it is, in women's yeah. two. Do you think there's a lot more parity within these divisions now than before? Uh, I think we well, I think it's well devised. Like there is clearly a distinction between both of the divisions. Like in the uh, women's one, it's more like university teams or teams that have been playing for a while together like Vortex or Brut which are awesome teams and I think uh, women's too it's mainly like new teams that are coming in or teams that are just starting to play together like example my team Kiss My Boots. So so when you look at it now in women's one sub-zero yes. do you think they have any weaknesses on their roster or in their game that they have? A weakness on the roster, I wouldn't say a, like a specific person, but I know if you would like if you would play against them, one of their weaknesses, if you attack Sarah Parker, for example, you take away their main like her main reads, like Emily Carrier or Caroline uh, Mocking Joubert, I'm sure she, like she's gonna hesitate for a while. So that's when you could like get interceptions and everything, but that's one of the link, uh, weakest things I could think about, but other than that, they're a good team. So, w w not to pick on Sarah Parker or anything, but when you say attack Sarah Parker, you mean like a pass rush, like a tall pass rush, or are you just talking about taking away her first read? Taking away her first reads. reads two yeah, you take away her first reads because, uh, from experience, I played against them in the co ed last season. And if you take away her first reads, like she's going to hesitate for like a little bit, but after that, she finds a whole like she's really fast to find one, but take away your first read. That that's that would be my weakest uh, part. Have you ever gone into a game like in the women's league, or whenever you play a team in FPF, like oh man, it's gonna be a long day playing this team? Not, well, I mean, when there's a clear distinction between me, my team, and playing against another team, then yes, it could be like a long game. But other than that, no, like pretty much the competition is pretty close. I mean, I, we we see some highlights of you dropping footballs. Wow. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like we see you drop footballs. That's you know, we do like, a, like we have Chris Rebay, okay. our camera guy, operated. Doing yeah, send me the clips, then we'll talk about it. FPF <laughs> top ten. Lori will let drop balls. Yeah, drop balls. Oh my goodness, you have to go there. Huh? Uh, Women's one. There's a big game this weekend. Uh, Le Brut against uh, Le Bleu. Uh, both teams have not won a game yet. Uh, bigger game for who this weekend, Brut or Le Bleu? Uh, bigger game uh, for, for Le Bleu, Bleu, I would say that, with reason. I believe if, because we you know like Brut have been playing for a while and like they've been like dominating a bit like the women's division, they've, they've been playing together for a while and everything. So I think if uh, Le Bleu are able to get a win against them, uh, it would give them an, an advantage for the season. Well, here's you know, I, I watched Le Bleu play um, week one in Brasso yeah. against Zero. Uh, they're they're a very good team. I mean, they're national power, right? For for yeah. women's like football, 
And I just thought that they were just missing that, that finishing touch to win that type of game. And, you know, for both teams coming to this game here, uh, Brooks, very good team. We know who's that quarterback for them <coughs> and what they have as a roster. I think yeah. what, it, what it might come down to is the extra points and who should convert on those extra points because it might be a, a one or two point victory for whoever wins it. And whoever misses that two point convert or that one point convert, they could be starting at an 0 2 start to their season, which would not, not, not devastating, but it would hurt their, their chances to be a top seed, if not top two seed. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's going to be a close game, and uh, it really depends on the converts because both, and we know both teams could could get some touchdowns, they get some points. It's going to really come down to the, to the converts, either one or two, who can get them. So, yeah, I think. Uh... Fair enough. Um, Vortex, they're 0 2. Are you surprised by their start to the season? Uh, I am. I am because uh, last time I heard about Vortex, they had a, like an, an amazing roster. They've been playing uh, really good. So the fact that they're playing, they're, they have zero wins up to now, it's pretty surprising. But I think they have the, uh, a different roster this season. Right. With, yeah. They have been, it's a bit of alteration to the roster. Yeah. So it's not the same one as when they won in the championship uh, finals. No. No, no, okay. definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. That's for sure. No, but, it's a couple people uh, left. Uh, okay. Of course. Uh, women's two, Larry, uh, you know this division very well. You were involved with this division this year. Uh, surprisingly, I, I was like, what's Larry doing playing women's two? I thought she was just getting the water for the, for the team and stuff. Oh, um, <laughs> Canada Babes, would you, would you say they're the favorites to win women's two this season? Uh, yes, they have a pretty good chance, but I've seen some of the teams that are in this division this season, and I think there could be an upset. Like, yeah, I know uh, Cavalier and I know, uh, like, Hapar and everything, they have a pretty good roster, but Cavalier have a good chance of being in the finals. I, I, you know, I think, I think they should be in the finals. They should? They, they sh because they they have the acumen, they have the, the menu of, of talent yeah. to really make like I, I must say they're gonna run away with women's two, but I think they will be a top two, top three team. Oh, for I sure, they, they have great. Go ahead. They have great. They, thank you. They have great uh, athletes. I, I played against them in my first game, and they're really solid. They they know how to play together. I think they've been play, playing for a while also. So no, they have a pretty good shot at being in the finals. Um, oh, I know. I um, beat you last week. Yeah, but we won the show. <laughs> I'm only going to say that, so. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think, look, would you say eight wins should be enough for Carabates to get the one spot in this division? Yes, I believe so. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, should I buy stock in XNX or the Petit Miette? Uh. I'd go to I think there like I know XNX uh, they have a good quarterback, Maya Vipazio. She throws some really good balls and she's really good on defense. But in terms of a team, uh, I'd say Lit yeah, they have better chemistry. Uh, they've been playing for a while also, so I would go stocks for the Lit yeah. Who would you well, choose? XNX had had that win over Red Nation. Um but but Red Nation right. did have Alice Soul playing, right? Because she had a uh, medical, uh, she was not yeah. doing well, and so she didn't play. She won't play, I think, next week or whatever it is. Okay. So, do I 
if Solo plays, I think they win that football game over X and X, right? I think uh, yeah. Red Nation is a lot better with Al Solo's quarterback than Lamise uh, Aljundi. Yeah. So, but I, I know what the Petit Miet give you. They they they're they're a good team. Um, MCV is a really good quarterback. Uh, I think they they have they have a really good deep ball. I thought. Yeah. I, I think they they, they they throw a really good deep ball. And I think they they have a Good, not a great, but good defense that I come up with a big player too along the way. So I really think that they have a chance to make some noise in in women's two. I believe they can win six wins. Uh, I don't know about you, but I think they can get six in this division. Yeah, it depends who they play against uh, their schedule, but I I believe they I believe so. They could get a lot of wins in this uh, division. They could be in the high like six teams, I believe. Okay, fair enough. Then um, back to women's one here. Before yes. before we wrap it up here with you, Lali, uh, in women's one to predict who would win it, would you take Sub Zero to win it or the field to win women's one? The field. What do you mean by that? Everyone else. Oh. <coughs> uh, I'd go for Sub Zero again. Like I know, I know they've been winning a lot lately. They won the Coed One recently right. and everything. So they they're. They have a solid roster. They have amazing athletes. So I think even if they play against other university teams, they still have good chemistry. And Saga Parker knows how to run the throw the ball where it needs to be. And right. she has amazing receiver that can catch them. So I think yeah, uh, sub zero. Fair enough. Uh, your prediction. I know you play women's two, but if you take away yeah. your team in women's two, who do you have in the finals and who do you have winning women's two this season? In the finals, I'd say Kaha Babe against either I don't know Ibu. I think they've been one of the Ibu. They've been playing really well, or Mikhabara. Um, okay. Winning. Go ahead. Okay. No, I was gonna say I got I got I got Cavaliers making it. Oh yeah, you think so? Because they've been in the league for a while now, like they have been kind of growing. Because they're they're a stage up team, right? Champlain Saint Lambert, which yeah, uh, here, yeah. right there. Nice. Um, not to be biased or anything, but uh, but yeah, you know, yeah. If you speak to if you speak to Kevin Lubin, who coaches them in flag football at Champlain and, and helps them here, yeah. it's sort of building up, right? Like this is they they've been building up towards this moment. I think the moments now where they win seven, and I think yeah. they can they can, look if they're not gonna win it. I think he gets the final four of okay. teams in the playoffs. Yeah, I could agree. Uh, I don't really know Cavalier that well. I know a couple of girls on the team, but uh, I've seen them play. They no, they could they could get some wins and pro- yeah, I agree with you. You always agree with me. Yeah, why I why shouldn't I? Because <laughs> uh, apparently I scare you too much. That's why. Exactly, I have to be on your side either way. So. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, um, Lohey, before I let you go, uh, what do we have lined up for women's coverage and, and all of that plus more this season coming from you this year? Women's coverage. In terms of what you know, what you're going to cover for us and help us out during the podcast. Uh, I think there's a lot more to, to discover in Quad Two. Uh, I mean, uh, women's too. Of course, there's a lot more to discover. There's a lot of new teams that I believe could. Surprise, surprise us, us. so yeah. i think uh, we'll see how it goes but there's gonna be surprises here and there 
And we, we should see some stuff from you on social media with you and Chris Rive coming up this season as well. Yes, I am helping Chris, uh, Chris Rive uh, with some um, interviews. There's been one that came out for the beginning of the season, the FPF opening. So there's going to be plenty more coming in the upcoming weeks until the end of the season. So check out the yeah, only Instagram for that. When's my interview happening? Uh, I told him not to interview you this season. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough, Rudy. Well, Lonnie, thanks so much for coming on with us uh, to break it of down course. for one and women's two. Uh, I'll see you around. I'm sure we'll cross paths again. I'm sure we'll see each other again also. Absolutely. All right, Rudy. Thank you. Be good. Have a good yes, night. of course. You too. Bye-bye. All right, so there we go. Lovely with that here with us. I believe we're going to be joined by Ignacio Valdez Manzanato as I look to see if he will join us or not here. I think he is as I um, confirm with him. So we'll be joined by Iggy to talk about Div 6 in a couple months here. And, you know, for women's, again, like I said, this is going to be a, um, a breakout year in terms of the women's too. I think we're going to see a lot more parity in this division. And it's going to be fun to cover as a whole. And I can't wait to see how this plays out for women's two moving forward. On to Division Six, our last one of the evening here um, on Call the Audible, the Tuesday edition of Call the Audible. Uh, Thursday, it will be Iggy. Iggy we'll, we'll cover, cover the, the divisions that, that I didn't, didn't cover today, today uh, which, uh, which will be Div, Div Two, Div uh, One, I think. Div One, Div Three, I think, whatever it is, 4A, 4B. He's got a whole bunch coming up here as well. So as we move along here in this division, as we get ready for what has what is going on here. Uh, Div 6, a lot to look forward to in Div 6 and how this plays out. Um, first and foremost, in this division, uh, it is one of the bigger divisions that we have this year. Uh, that's going to be covered by Brent Bakken. So we have Brent Bakken, who's going to be covering it, who's not on with us this season, uh, this week. He'll be on with us next week as we move forward in uh, this situation right now. Um Here's what we have to look forward to in Division 6 and what we have lined up. I'm waiting for this page to load up as we are patiently waiting for this to open up here. Um, here's what I'm looking forward to in Division 6. Uh, there are some teams I've got to see play. Uh, Vincent Rachel and Trap Stars, they had a tough go at it as well. They didn't play as well as they should have uh, done so in this uh, opening weekend of games for them that they had in Brossard. And it's going to be a fun season how this is going to be for everyone as well. And uh, as we look now for Division 6, as the website is still taking a long time here, I apologize. We have a lot of glitches right now on the website and how this is going to unfold for us this season. But here's the thing I'm looking forward to this year. Um, with Division 6, I'm curious to see if there will be a winless team. Uh, we don't have it often, if ever. But Division Six always the first year teams. Teams trying to figure out FPF and how it operates and how this plays out for them and all that. Um, but I think that it's going to be a, a division that we'll see some good competition. I think we have some good quality teams coming up here in Division Six, and uh, we'll be joined by Iggy. Uh, Mangel, what's Iggy's status right now? Is he coming up in a few minutes? Here? Two or three minutes. So is that Iggy time? Or is that is that the normal time? Iggy <laughs> time, which is gonna come late, like twenty minutes later than than normal, right? <laughs> okay, so look, we'll we'll cover Div Six as much as we can now. Uh, and as I said, Brent Bakken is the uh, article writer for this. He has an article out right now previewing the season, uh, giving his predictions uh, of, of who he thinks to watch out for. 
and how this can play out for the season as a whole. But I look at this division and how this could be overall. There's some really good teams out right now in this division. I do like the composition of the division that we have um, in terms of the top-tier rosters and all that that comes with it. But also, most importantly, though, I think that, it, as I said before, I'm curious if there will be a winless team, but also I think that this is where you find the diamonds in the rough, the guys that will be uh, players to watch out for in the coming years that will be big-time players in this division. And I think in this whole brain of, of Division Six, how this plays out, uh, it's going to be fun to see how this is going to move forward here. So I am excited for how this is going to go forward. Um, as I wait for this page to open up, and I don't know what's taking so long. Here we go. Now we finally have the page open up here. We got 40 teams, or, or three teams to be exact, in this division. Um, mutation, Meat Fiddlers, I'm excited about. I think Meat Fiddlers, led by Manny Bezogius, is, uh, is starting to elevate his profile in this uh, in this league. Gavi uh, de Rohan is a team that I think is going to be uh, a dark horse in this uh, division. And Texas Chuches, they are a team that has played very well this year and has really stepped up to the plate. But you see right now there are a couple of uh, undefeated so far in this season. And what has happened so far with Mutation, Meat Fiddlers, All Ball, um, Demons, Royals, um, what do you uh, – Step Rose and SMTD and Salt and Pepper. But I think right now and what this is going to be for everyone else in this division is that can you win – um, the easy games. I think those are going to be the ones that really obtain the credit for you to get back into this conversation and being a top-tier team. And I think at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, uh, it's going to come down to how hard was your schedule? Because in the lower divisions, we know that if you have an easy schedule and you go 10-0 and and you hit the playoffs, it can hurt you. It can hurt you a lot. So that's why it is important that you have to look at this situation and say to yourself, well, if we have a tougher schedule, we go five and five, are we more battle tested? Probably so. So that's why I think it's important that you have to have a, a tougher schedule of games that you are prepared for because if it is six, you might think you might waltz through the whole thing and wouldn't go 10 and 0, run through playoffs and win the championship, which has not been the case. A lot of undefeats have been knocked out. So I'm intrigued to see how this plays out moving forward into Division Six and what this could be this year uh, with these three teams. And, again, the playoff format, as you guys all know very well, for the breakdown of what this is going to be, uh, 24 of the teams qualify are a big part. In, this is the old format, which we have to get corrected here. We'll get the new one lined up for you guys moving forward. Um, so we're joined by Iggy Magnets in the coming seconds here. I think we have another minute before Iggy joins us here on Calling the Audible on the Tuesday show. Uh, Iggy will be on with us Thursday as he will cover, again, the co-eds, Div 1, Dan Lazaro will join him on that. Uh, he will have Div uh, Div 5 A and B. He will have 35 plus and 35 KTFL. Uh, and he will have Coed as well. All three divisions cover for you on Thursday shows with our contributors as well to work with on divisions that I'm not doing here on Tuesday night. Uh, Nightingale, do we have an update with Iggy or are we still up in the air with him right now? You know what? You're, you're absolutely right. For those who know Iggy, Iggy, when he says he's there in 10, he's there in 25 minutes. So he's telling Nightingale, our producer, that I'll be there in 30 seconds. But in reality, it's like five, 10 minutes. So I might have to really borrow some time here and get this going here as we'll have Iggy to wrap up uh, Division 6. And uh, 
And there he is. There he is. He's now in the tarmac ready to roll. Iggy Magnets on with us. Uh, are, is he ready to roll, Nightingale? Is he in the room now with, with Mokon? And here we go. Iggy Magnets. Good evening. Hello. Hello. How am, How is my audio this time around? Sounds very well. Sounds very nice, my friend. Okay. Very well. uh, you know what? It's, it's been a fun night. It's, we've had a lot of guests, uh, thankfully. And uh, trying to get, look, this CTA format, I know it's different from the traditional in studio that we face to face, but we're going to get it smoothed out. Like it's going to be better as we move along from uh-huh. a time perspective. Uh, uh-huh. Hopefully, Iggy's voice is going to be good with his with his headset and all that. But let's dive into dish six here, Iggs. Uh, I know Brett Bakken is the writer. Unfortunately, can't join us tonight. Uh, but your quick thoughts here on dish six and how this has been played out so far this season? Uh, I mean, dish six is kind of what you expect it to be. Uh, a lot of new teams where, you know, the offenses are, are struggling a bit. But I'm already seeing an improvement over week one. You know, week, week over week. Oh, yeah, we have a little stack in your, in your headset there, Iggy. Oh, boy, Iggy, it's over. Oh, I think it's your dog, Iggs. Yeah, Iggs, you got to join the computer, my brother. Uh, so we'll have, we'll have that correct with Iggy in a couple minutes here. As uh, this has been a wonderful show, man. Do we miss peas? <laughs> but as Iggy is making the point before with uh, some of the teams so far, uh, it's uh, it's something that again, uh, this has been a good start to the season to the campaign here in Division Six, and <clears throat> I think right now it's still a lot to unfold and how this can play out. In this division, and I think now, are you good to come with us back? Is he back in here? Uh... Oh, oh, he's got to remove the audio and come back in here. So maybe go on your phone, Iggy. Maybe your phone might be the, the best play over here to come back. Oh boy, Iggy, <laughs> Iggy, man, your phone is uh, oof, it's it's really tough here, my friend. So Iggy's out. Hopefully he'll come back in and we'll, we'll wrap it up with him quickly here and get this show all wrapped up here. Uh, again, it's our first real show of doing this uh, by ourselves. We don't have to hold. We don't have Iggy holding our hand. We don't have PG here. I don't have Iggy here and vice versa. Uh, Iggy's going to join us now in a couple of seconds here. Is Iggy back in there, uh, Nightingale? I should be good. Yeah, Iggy, you're back, baby. There awesome. We, there we go. There we go. There all we go. right. We, we got to be quick with Div 6 here, my friend. All right. All right. How's, how's it sound now? Much better. You sound like uh, Slend Dion. All right. There we go. Yeah, so so look, Division 6, uh, it, it, Division six is what it is. Uh, offense has struggled. However, what I was saying is that week over week, I'm already seeing an improvement. You know, week two into week one, Shamity Shodes would be one of those teams that, you know, struggled, I think, put up six or 12 points in week one, but put up 30 in, in week two, right? So uh, already seeing an improvement in some of the offenses. Um, but you're going to see a, a big learning curve uh, from weeks one to uh, going into weeks five and six later on in the season. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at, um, at me, Fiddlers. Uh, they're second place right now in Group C. Uh, they, they, you know, we, we spoke about them, uh, Iggy, in, in seasons past. Offense wasn't really prolific and kind of were kind of like the Eagles offense of this year, right? Not, not, not spectacular. Oh, thank you. Nice little shot towards you. But um, I think now with what they've done so far, I know it's a two-game sample, if they continue on this 
projection and trajectory up the the, the ladder here up the hill, um, they could be uh, uh, that conversation in that final four conversation that we could have once we get down to the nitty gritty of the playoff run. Yeah, meet meet fiddlers. Uh, Manny Bezogius taking a second crack at, at quarterback here in Division Six. He's reached out to me actually for some, for some of my plays. So the uh, the ever ever branching uh, P's uh, playbook is is uh, is you know reaching the hands of Division another Division Six quarterback. So I'm uh, I'm I'm like you. I'm interested in seeing how that offense uh, uh, develops. Another one team I've seen uh, twice now is Mutation. Uh, they're mutating into their best form now in Division Six. Um, not sure who the full-time quarterback is, but if it is their Week One quarterback, uh, look for that uh, Terbon quarterback. Apparently, according to our sources here in FPF, um, he's he's played in uh, in the Terbon league, playing in the equivalent of a, like a Division Four in FPF. Uh, so if he's their starting quarterback for mutation, uh, look for them to uh, to put up the points in Division Six. Uh, free agent squad, our boys are on that team. Yeah, easy yeah. eagle. They 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 got a pretty decent squad here. Did did you happen to take a look at their uh, first game? I did. In the I Laval, did. you were in Laval. I was not in Laval, but I, I saw the box score, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, uh, yeah, uh, you know the the free agent moniker is coming through with a proper team. Yeah, so I mean, when you. Uh, Division six and, and any any honestly any division. If you have a a quarterback that knows what they're somewhat doing, and that's what you get with Tyler Stewart. He knows the game now. He's played four or five seasons under his belt. Not all as quarterback, but once you get an understanding of the game, uh, you're you're set up for some uh, level of success. And look, forty six to eighteen. Sure, they're playing a brand new DG shooters in uh in their first ever fpf career game uh but when you have a quarterback that knows what they're doing and has the guidance now of paulo de la roca uh in the huddle and i'm i'm i can only assume he's snapping he, uh, before my time mo right the piece is that that uh, epitome of, a, of of that uh, best snapper out there so um that paired with some of the free agents that i saw at the combine right so naming like names like dustin best uh, Patrick Domza, uh, and and some free agents from past seasons. Uh, Louis Messier Lavalle, he's seen success with the Eagle in those lockdown teams. So this is a nice core that's uh, that's been put together as a free agent squad. Uh, the one before that you go, uh, Iggy. The one team that concerns you in this division is who? That concerns me, like uh, yeah. like they're, they're <laughs> all I like. I'm yeah. You worry about them, like they might they might have problems in Division Six. Uh, I'll give you one uh, that, yeah. that really caught my attention. Trap stars. Trap stars. Yeah. What do you mean trap stars? Uh, that's the division four. Oh, team. sorry. I'm, I'm gonna say. I'm so sorry. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm at, <laughs> sorry. I. I did not mean trap stars. I hold on here. I'll tell you exactly <laughs> who it is. We went all the way down to uh, from division four the, to division the speak six. easy. Speak easy. Because oh, the stars team was the original trap stars. Speak easy. So I was referring to. I apologize. You don't feel like their experience can get them some wins? And... No, no, they, they should they cheat cheat squad like they, they should be cheat squad, and then you know they didn't, and I worry about them because they don't have to start throwing the football. He's a receiver now, so well, it's yeah, easy. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, Division Six, he doesn't fit uh, as a Division Six thrower. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, any any, it's easy to say any of the new teams that uh, that you can see some concerns. Uh, the DG shooters, Shamity Shows, for example. But I'm okay with Shamity. They're 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 going to turn it around. I feel like they, they they're starting to get a quick grasp of it. Uh, sort of the same thing with No Fly Zone. That's a team that was Division Six last year. They're zero and two right now. I'm not too too worried. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, with Winded Warriors as the okay. team of concern. Okay, fair enough. And Inks, uh, look, I know it's a more abbreviated Dish Six preview. Uh, Brett Bach is our writer, and he will be on with us throughout the course of the season. Unfortunately, he was available Tuesday night, but I'm sure he'll be on with you next week or whenever we do for next week's show. Uh, but I appreciate you coming on with us, Simon, man. Uh, right, no what do you have for, Tuesday? What do you have for Thursday's show, CTA? Come up for Thursday. Well, the the other the, the divisions you didn't cover, Mo. I mean, uh, let's let's bring it like that. No, but really, uh, so yeah, uh, seriously, the divisions you did not get to cover here on uh, on uh, part A of week two's uh, calling the audible, but we'll have uh, contributors uh, talking division one with uh, Dan Lazara and others. Like you know what? Here's here's a tip for you, Biggs. Uh I have to buy a lot of time in between guests. I figured you would have. Yeah. I had to like buy time, buy time. I was like, man, same, like, I know what I was saying at one point, man. So it's, it's going to take time for us to get used to this new format. But it's, it's going to be fun. Like, once we get it down, I think it'll be a lot of fun. People will get the, the flow of it. But I just want to thank Manu Adahua, Jeff Rosenblatt, Lonnie with that, Zach Abigail, you for coming on. Uh, you'll have on Lazara this week. You'll have on the other writers and contributors to the season uh, on the show on Thursday. So CTA uh, will be recorded Thursday. Produced or, or shown on Friday. Uh, uh, now you go. What time will the podcast go up? 9 a.m. the following day? 9 a.m. following day. So Tuesday's show will be Wednesday, 9 a.m. And then the Thursday will be Friday morning, 9 a.m. Uh, now you go. Thank you so much. Uh, Iggy, thanks so much. Uh, match words, uh, Iggy? No, no, I don't do that. You know me, Mo. I don't do that. I know. Good night, Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> do me like that. Of course. <laughs> and we're wrapped up. We're done. All right. Good night. Everyone. Thanks, Ziggs. No problem. Good night. Hey, check it. So. Hey, check it. Put the place up.